My mum's podcast is recorded on Birapai land. We pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to how to run a successful business and still have a life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite-sized business tips, served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week we're talking motherhood, marriage and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. My name is Stacey Morgan and today's episode is brought to you by Get Your Life Back, my eight-week course for women in business. If you want to understand what makes your business tick, if you want to make some better choices, focus on growth and make some more money in 2022 for your business, then Get Your Life Back is for you. We're kicking off on January 21st. I would love you to join us. Send me a DM on Instagram or you can go to simplystacymorgan.com. Today we're kicking off a three-part series in retaining your customers and gosh, is this a big game changer when it comes to running your business. You know, for so long I thought that retention and customer retention was so linked to, um, you know, my self-worth as a person. When we lost customers, I would just go in a downward spiral. (laughs) But what I realized along the way was actually it has nothing to do with me and it has more to do with the systems and processes that we have in place in my business. And so that was a really big learning curve for me as a, you know, as a naive young business owner, when we would lose customers, I remember, you know, my husband would absolutely cop it when we got home, I'd be grumpy as... But I've really, really learned and I've really done a lot of professional development with my team on the retention strategies that we can use in order to make sure that the customers we're bringing in are customers that are sticking around um, with us for a while, that are becoming loyal. These are the people that are talking about us at the barbecue. These are the people that continue to come back to us. And that is so important when you're building your business. You know, it costs so much money to go out and acquire new customers. And it's so much easier if you can just figure out what it is that your customer wants, how you can serve them best and then come up with a plan in order to make sure you are serving them rather than having to start from scratch every single time somebody leaves. So today we're going to be talking about retention as a part of a a three-part series. And I'd like to start by thinking about your customer journey. And I know we've spoken about this in a previous episode. And if you want to go back and think about customer journey a little bit more and, and, you know, go through the process of understanding what your customer journey is, that's episode seven um, from this podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that, it's so important to really understand what your customer's journey is, where they're coming from and what they need because that mapping that out, not just for you but for your team as well so that you can really understand how you can serve your customers at different points during their customer journey is so super important. We also think a lot about what milestones we can create for our customers. So for for you that might um, look like something um a kind of loyalty program that if people buy, you know, 10 coffees, then they get the 11th one free. Or once people have come in and spend a certain amount of money with you, then, you know, they get a bonus of some kind. Or if you've had a customer for a long period of time, perhaps they are celebrating, you know, three years of being a customer with, with you, then there's some kind of celebration that goes with that. But setting up those milestones in your business to ensure that your customers really feel that they are 
you know, an important part of what you do. They feel that they're part of your community, they're part of your tribe, they're part of your your business journey. Um, goes a really long way in making sure that those are the customers that keep coming back to you. And I think that's really, really important. So today let's talk about um, retaining your customers when it comes to all the big picture stuff. And I want to start by talking about touch points because there are so many different touch points for the customers along the customer journey that sometimes we forget about. Sometimes we forget that when people are interacting with us for the first time that they don't know our product as as well as we do. They don't know what we do as well as we do. So it's really, really important to figure out what all of those touch points are for your customers, whether they be new customers or customers that have already come to you and making sure that they all speak the same language, making sure that they all get the same kind of love. And I can, you know, a a really basic example of this is your, your communication. So if you have a customer that is brand new to you and coming to you for the first time and is perhaps sending you an email, are they getting the same kind of love as the customer who is sending you a Facebook message? for example, because, you know, this is something that I, I want to talk about because I can clearly tell you how we mucked this up. I used to get really annoyed with people that would send me Facebook messages. I would think I am a, I am a business. I am a professional business. <laughs> Don't message me on Facebook at 10 o'clock at night. So people who would email us, I would, you know, be really um, professional and, and give a lengthy reply and, um, you know, attach different prospectuses and things with that. And then Facebook messages, I would be less um, loving. I would just be like, yes, you go to this link on the website and and go ahead and do it. But what I realized over time was that, you know, these were two different communication touch points that our same, you know, audience was coming to and that no matter how they contacted us, they should get the same love across across the board. Now, of course, you know, if we want to talk about setting boundaries and later on when they become a customer, perhaps it's not going to be okay for them to, uh, you know, message us at 10 o'clock at night to ask about a product. Um, and we need to have our own boundaries in place as to how we're going to reply to that. But when you're thinking about whether your customer comes in your front door, whether they email you late at night, whether they go to your website, are they getting the same message and are they getting the same quality of message from each of those touch points as they come into, you know, they come into your world, into your into your business because it's really, really important to think about in terms of um, whether or not they're going to stick around and buy from you again as to whether they're feeling like they understand. There's no confusion about the communication or the the level, the standard of um, quality of communication that they're getting no matter which touch point they come through. So that's really, really important. It's also important to retain customers that they understand what you're about. And we talked a lot in the earlier episodes um, of the podcast about vision and mission and values. If you want to go back and listen to those, um, that's episode three and four and five. And we talked a lot about the importance of those things because, you know, it's not just important for us to understand exactly what we're about. It's also really important to be able to communicate that to our customers. So in order to retain your customers and keep them coming back, you want to really have them buy into your vision, mission and values. You want to be able to have them see themselves and see their own values in you know the values that you have as a business. You want them to align themselves with you so that you really get that buy-in from them. So if you're not communicating or you're not doing a really good job of communicating that to not just your new customers that you're acquiring, but those customers that you already have, if they don't understand what you're about, if they don't understand, you know, um, exactly how you're doing 
your things and and why you're doing those things, then um, you're going to have a really hard time keeping them on and keeping them with you. So I really encourage you to think about the ways in which you can communicate those vision, mission and values to the people that you already have. Then I want to talk about surprising and delighting our customers because so often we get a customer, they're in, they're buying from us, perhaps they're on a membership, perhaps they're coming back, you know, time after time. And then we kind of go, oh, well, that's it, done, you know. And then we focus all of our attention on the, the new Facebook ads we're doing and how we're getting new people in the door. I want you to think about surprising and delighting the customers that you already have. So someone might come in and have a really great experience and then they might come back and you know buy from you again. I want you to be thinking about what happens next. So are those customers on some kind of nurture sequence that you have in terms of your emails? Are they getting love from you? you know, throughout the year? Is your product the kind of thing that they're going to buy on a yearly basis? Is it something that they're going to come back to you each Christmas? Is it something they're coming back to you on anniversaries? Is it something they're going to come back to you every time they hurt their foot? Like, are there are there moments that your customers will continue to come back to you? And how can you surprise and delight them in these moments? So the example I want to use is a florist. I have... Um, incredible I have two incredible clients who are, who are florists and I talk to them about the importance of surprising and delighting the customers that they have so if they have someone that comes in and organizes birthday flowers for their team for example they're a small business owner and they you know give you the the birth date of the person on their team who's having a birthday how much more effective and how much more likely are they to purchase from you the following year if the week before that person's birthday, they get an email from you that says, don't forget, it's Kate's birthday next week. Would you like us to arrange something for you? And that kind of stuff doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not asking those business owners to store that information in their head. That stuff can be automated. There are lots of different systems and processes you can put in place to make sure that that happens without you having to do a whole lot. But wouldn't that surprise and delight that business owner that now doesn't have to think about the birthday present for the staff member who's actually forgotten that, you know, it's it's January and it's coming up. Little Those little things that you can do to surprise and delight your customers, no matter what industry you're in, are really important in retaining your customers and keeping them coming back for more. We always want our customers to come back for more, right? And it's, you know, part of that customer journey is mapping out exactly what they come for. Perhaps they're coming every year and they're coming for the same thing, or perhaps once they've bought X, Y, and Z, you know, then the next time that you want to buy from them, it's because you're introducing them to something brand new. And how can you surprise and delight in the delivery of that information? How can you make it just a no-brainer that they are, of course, going to come back and buy from you again? And then the final thing in this part one that I want to talk about is what what makes you special? What makes you different? And how can you communicate that to the audience? You know, if you have a really great interaction with a brand and it's really obvious what is special, then you're not even, next time round, you're not even going to look at the competitors. You're just going to go back to that place that you went to before. And I'm sure as I'm saying this, you're kind of thinking about examples where this is true for you. Um, I talked about a florist before, but if you get a really beautiful bouquet of flowers um, and you or you've gifted a beautiful bouquet of flowers and they've sent you a photo and you go, wow, that's incredible, that's just the best thing I've ever seen, then next time around you're going to go back to that same supplier to be able to purchase again because you don't need to look at the opposition. You you've been you can see why that business is special and then therefore you're going to continue to go back. 
So if you've spent all of your time and energy and money in acquiring that new customer and convincing them why you're so special and why they should buy from you, once they have bought from you, reminding them of that reason why you're so special and giving them, nurturing them and giving them, you know, constant reminders that, hey, you're a really big deal, (laughs) then that is going to turn them into customers for life. And that's really what we're talking about in terms of retention, in terms of making sure those customers are coming back to us. We want them to be customers for life. We want to be able to provide something for them that is going to serve their needs, that is going to be um, a really beautiful experience for them. And if you're thinking about that with uh, that at the forefront of your mind when it comes to running your small business, then you are going to do really, really well. Today's episode is, of course, brought to you by Get Your Life Back, our eight-week course for women in business. If you want to understand what makes your business tick, if you want to create beautiful, special experiences for your customers, then you can do that with us. It's, you know, I say eight-week course, but it's not like eight weeks of intensive, I'm going to take you away to... um, to you know a boarding school and sit you down and make you do a lot of work it's really just eight different weeks that focus on different things in your business and then if you change one or two things that you learn from from that training in that week um, then you're going to see big differences in your business so I do hope you can join us we're kicking off on January the 21st and get your life back is exactly about that it's about you know growing your business scaling your business so that you can make more money and get off the hamster wheel I do hope you can join us you can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. And if you haven't um, subscribed to us yet on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you do so. Leave us a rating or review. If you've enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, stick it on your Insta story and tag us. And don't forget, you can join us in our beautiful business community, How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life, our Facebook group. You can join us over there at Facebook. This has been part one of a three-part series on retaining your customers. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you for part two next week. How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network. Work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs. It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 